We invite you to feel the tension. Madison is in a, a, sumo, a blue sumo suit, dressed as the Earth. The anticipation. <laughs> Spinning slowly towards the flag. The confusion. Everyone is very confused. Okay, music starting now. Let's go. And finally, feel the elation of a Greystone evening program. Specifically, welcome to Banquet 2021 at Main Camp, where the theme, if you hadn't already guessed it, was Despicable Me. Of all the EPs we put on, Banquet is possibly the second most anticipated, second only to Carnival. It has lore around it, Whenever conspiracy theories. And from the staff, calculated misinformation. An organized cabal of group leaders and their cabin staff underlings working in the dark on a top-secret project. The whole thing has a certain mystique around it, like it's too big to be believed. And to an extent, it kind of is. It's pretty amazing what the counselors are able to put together with the little time they have. We're talking a full-on production, complete with live goats, themed decorations everywhere, and a collection of choreographed dances loosely knitted together with the plot of the movie. There's funny costumes and bad accents. And overall, enough silliness to go around. You know, on second thought, maybe it's not quite so hard to believe that they pulled this off. But regardless, this is a fun night and a special one. The girls have spent five weeks speculating on what this year's banquet theme will be dreaming of that meal, which, although it may just be dinner rolls and fried chicken, becomes something more. With the toasts, awards, and all the emotional moments that come after the initial performance, Banquet is the culmination and celebration of a summer packed to the brim with great days and great nights. Last month we talked about the days part, so... I think it's only fair that we give Knights a chance and talked about EPs. Welcome to the Green and Gold Campcast, Episode 2. So let's rewind to those first few nights at camp. Night 1, girls are pitched on various activities through program presentations, complete with classics like the tennis skit, if you know you know, along with more hastily cobbled together skits that have a sort of homemade charm. Night two, though, is where things get more interesting as the girls get to participate for the first time. Hey, 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 it's going to be a great show tonight. Tentalo lip sync. Lip syncs are where the cabins come together as a group, pick a song that they all like, organize a dance to it, or whatever they want to do to it. Like an 80s workout vibe, you know, to an 80s song. They wear crazy costumes, almost never actually lip sync. Typically, lip syncs are hosted by two counselors who come up with ridiculous characters that they stick to throughout the program as they call up cabins to perform. (laughs) 
These two are Ike and Pike Mustard. An obvious reference to the joke made famous by Breakfast Club. I like to come out to party in the PM. And yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Sleep over. Sleep over. I say sleep. You say over. Sleep. Over. Sleep. Naturally, Jim Boy was a big fan. This is one of my favorite nights ever. Now, we want to stay on the legal side of copyright infringement, so I'm not going to show you many of the performances themselves. But I'll tell you that this year, the songs ranged everywhere from Disney classics to TikTok songs. Uh, one of us had an idea before camp to do uh, the Cruising from a Bruising from Team Beach Movie. So that's what we decided to do, and we're doing the choreography from the movie. Some of the girls were so excited about the ideas they'd worked so long and hard on that they just couldn't help but talk over each other in anticipation of what's to come. A lot of our EPs are like lip sync, and that they're classics, well-known. We do them every year. And one such event is game show night, where counselors and campers go head-to-head trying to prove their trivia smarts. For June camp, there was a holiday-themed game show. For Maine, it was 90s night. And while I'm going to cover most of the trivia and otherwise competition-related EPs in a later episode, and hint, stick around, but for this month, I just want to highlight that the counselors were suspiciously good at this particular game. In other words, they had talent. And this leads us directly into the next EP I want to talk about. Counselor Talent. Now, this isn't Counselor Talent Show itself, this is just the announcement. But I think it sets the tone for the entire event. Because a counselor doesn't actually have to know how to break dance to participate in the talent show. Mostly, you're just trying to make your campers laugh. And maybe you can break dance. Who knows? But, to be fair, not everyone in the talent show is going for laughs. Bill Taylor, for example, spends his set every year doing magic tricks and making dad jokes, which, frankly, aren't that funny. You know, I can make a bicycle out of spaghetti, and she she didn't believe me, so you can imagine how surprised she was when I wrote pasta. And I think he knows it. This is a time-release joke, okay? It's time-release, so... However, if you're looking for real talent, no offense, Bill, you can always rely on our campers for that. Okay, um, it's a wildlife Wednesday type of costume where we'll, we'll be wearing like all black and. Right now, a group of such campers is dressed eclectically like some wildlife. They have inflatable lions and zebras tucked under their arms. The camper talent event is divided into two parts. The first part being the mini talent shows, which you are listening to now that take place in the daytime. Anyone can sign up, anyone can attend. There are judges there, and it's their task to decide which acts make it into the second part of the talent show, the main event, which takes place after birthday ball. During these initial shows, there's everything from whimsical acts like this one, to acts from aspiring Broadway stars and pop singers, dancers, and everything in between. Plenty of girls sign up just for fun, 
to get on stage and strut their stuff in front of their peers. And the atmosphere overall is very casual. Anybody from Cabin 6 here and know where they are? Lots of times, girls just won't show up. And that's fine. Going once, going twice. Anyone from the audience can jump up and do something impromptu instead. All right, let's put the staff kids up. But after three days of these tryouts, the judges have to make decisions. Some tougher than others. I have some enthusiastic yeses from today. Okay, solid. Me too. Okay, me too. Sloppy Joes. I don't know how that. I don't know that girl's With so many amazing acts, compromise is inevitable. Ella Coleman was amazing. Ella Coleman. Yeah. Emerson. Yes, that was amazing. I put an exclamation point by that. It was beautiful. Gave me chilies. And some performances have to be dropped for the sake of variety. I really. This included choosing between not one but two ASMR-related skits. One had better noise. So there you go. I know, because the camp day was a clever idea. But in the end, the judges did a great job. We were treated with lots of talent in many different areas. Talent which really speaks for itself. This is Kenna singing and playing piano, which is not easy to do. And giving everyone chills, which is even harder. At the show, if you weren't crying by now, there were plenty more opportunities. Though maybe it won't be the kind of tears you were expecting. We're proud to say we have a camper who, pardon the pun, is single-handedly reviving ventriloquism. He got to go to the Greystone store, and he got a Greystone shirt. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Um, thank you, Greystone store. He paid $72 for it. We had some character actors, too. Hello, Hollywood! It's Greystone. Change your subject. Slap it down. And it's not hard to see why the judges adored them when they first saw them. Oh, the cheese, baby, it's They can make absolutely anything funny. Oh, yeah, boy. Camels have been hungry. Okay, so... While I could spend all day at the talent shows, and by the look of it, I almost have, there are other ways that girls' talents go on display during EPs. During senior celebration, just to name one. While it's not every girl who participates last summer, for many it is, and they get one final chance to say goodbye to this place they love any way they see fit. A goodbye that, like so many things at camp, is celebrated with music, tears, levity, but usually... Some strange amalgam of all three. So at this point in the episode, you may have noticed that I've talked almost exclusively about our performance-based EPs. The ones that are done up on a stage in front of all of camp. And that isn't even getting into the Sunday concerts. But really, camp has a lot of different types of evening programs. And it's in many of these others that you truly get to see the lifeblood of a night here. The unmatched energy of this place. For instance, you will never see a group of people get more into a movie than you will here, watching our campers on movie night. And maybe it's just because they've been deprived of screens all summer, but I think it's more than that. You know, at a movie theater, which if you're under, I don't know, 10, may be a foreign concept now, They try their hardest to isolate you from your neighbor and make it really dark, armrests either side of you, recess seating to lower people's heads below eye line. To them, ideally, it would just be you, maybe a loved one, and the movie. 
But at camp, it's the opposite. How engrossed you are in this story depends entirely on the people around you. People who can make even the cheesiest movie an unforgettable experience. We're 12 minutes in now, and since this podcast cares about its campers, I think it's about time that we shift the spotlight to their favorite EP. My name's Lilia, and I love Carnival! My name's Sophie, and Carnival is the best part of camp! My name's Alan, and I love Carnival! And just why do they love Carnival so much? Because it's so much fun. You get to go with your friends, you get to dance the songs, you get to have food a lot. And then you get to do rides. And there's cotton candy. I mean, when are you going to get cotton candy? My parents already banned it from me. I'll have really bad sugar rush. Friends, dancing, food a lot, rides, cotton candy, sugar rushes. A near-perfect summary. Though, I will say, she missed two pretty key elements. Patriotism and fireworks. This is, uh, this is 4th of July, um, pre-carnival, post-flag. About to enter a little bit of parade action. Um... Carnival always happens on the 4th of July, or in last year's case, the 3rd, Sunday was taken. And uniquely for an EP, it becomes a bit of an all-day affair because celebrations start as early as wake up. Celebrations, true to the 4th, that are wild. I'm saying strap smoke bombs right now. Smoke bombs on golf carts. Burnouts through the fort on dirt bikes. And the most made of every opportunity to build excitement. Ironically, though, as over-the-top as our celebrations before the event were, last year's carnival was one of the chillest in Greystone history. In order to keep cabin groups socially distanced for COVID, we spread everything out, rotated groups between areas. Kat, one of our head honchos, explains the benefits. don't lose any of the excitement, but there's no waiting in long lines. There's no, like rushing about it's very you just get to focus on the essence of the carnival yes for the campers this meant no frantic rush to get things done but for the staff the grind never stops in that interview cat was eating cornbread answering walkie calls and power walking to the next task no surprise she was out of breath but everyone making carnival happen from directors to kitchen staff powered through to make sure the campers had a good time campers who felt no stress at all I love how calm it is. It's my fourth carnival. Amazing. Love it. So good. They rode lots of rides. Had lots of fun. Food. And in many cases, some nausea from just a bit too much of each. When there was no line, they were just going back and forth. Yeah, 20 times in a row. Yeah, it's been so fun. The rides will all close down close to 8.30. Before you know, it's the end of the night. We've had our legendary dance contests, and as it's getting dark, we get ready for our even more legendary fireworks show. For obvious reasons, most people don't really get a behind-the-scenes look of how we pull this off. Because when you stand there, staring down two 75-foot rows of straight-up explosives, even a snake-catching men's staffer gets safety-conscious. They pray. Wearing jeans, full-faced helmets and goggles. Worst case scenario. Flares in hand, ready to light. Golf cart in position in case anything goes wrong. Someone lights one without you realizing. And again, we feel the tension before what will turn out to be an amazing show. Then y'all are out of the way completely. Pass us the torches. Yeah. So then you don't even start until they're both passed. And they come to the middle and go through. After that last sparkler fizzles out, while the campers shuffle off to their cabins. 
shaking their adrenaline and climbing into bed. We stay behind to clean up after the night, with a new sense of accomplishment and all our limbs intact. This is the less glamorous side of all these big events that we put on, the levers and pulleys behind the curtains. A lot of times, counselors have worked all day, tirelessly, to make sure this one night would be the best it could be. A lot of times, they've planned for weeks, even months, to make sure the logistics panned out, that event-specific t-shirts could be designed and printed, that certain snacks would be available, that they always knew they may have to pick up from the ground come this time. And you can still find them here, long after the sun has set, eating into their sleep schedule to see the night through. If you've ever been a counselor at a camp that really cares about what it does, then you know that this isn't a chore. This isn't fine print on a contract, just a summer job. It's about creating joy, about influencing lives, even if that's in small ways. And events like these allow you to do that. They're completely worth it. For those that clean up after EPs, the nightly ritual allows a quiet moment or two to steep in the deep sense of satisfaction that work can bring and reminds them why they're really here. Whether you're a counselor organizing cables under lamplight, trying hard not to make too much noise, or a camper hearing stories by the council fire, trying to do much the same. Quiet reflection is valuable. It can remind you why you do the things you do, how you can continue to build yourself into the kind of person you admire. There's a reason we weave these moments into our evening program. She takes a camp at a low place, and she did what you're doing right now. We're encouraging you to build into your life. Could she be kind to the people next to her, even if she doesn't feel that way? Well, you take ownership for what you do. Basic character growing traits. You don't have Ultimately, it's the same reason that Banquet is the last EP in a session. Banquet is both the carnival and the cleanup in a way. A feast, a show, but also a celebration of how you've grown at camp. The classes you've passed levels in. The friendships and good habits you've made. All the reasons why it's so worth it to be here. And all the reasons why last year, even the seniors who were going into college came back as campers to say one last goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Campcast. We'll catch you next month, bringing the heat. This next episode is all about competition.